The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Expand the power of your personal energy. Welcome to Energy Activation with Sandra Ann Taylor. Hello, this is Sandra Ann Taylor. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Energy Activation. Today we're going to be talking about the power of ancestral healing with my special guest, Sharon Ann Klingler, whose new book, Answers from the Ancestral Realm, gives us a bird's eye view of how to communicate with our ancestors and how to heal our histories with them. Welcome, Sharon. Thank you very much, Sandra. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Sure. This is a fascinating subject, and so many people are working on ancestral healing now. So many people realize that they're carrying the energetic vibration of not only their own personal histories with their family and their immediate ancestors, but even the genetic coding and the cultural energies that they carry with them um, throughout their lives without even knowing it. That's right. And indeed, um, the cultural and territorial ancestral um, background um, are people that I call in, in the book, they're landcesters. Mm-hmm. They're different types of ancestors. Of course, they're the biological um, family. And everybody thinks those are, that's what, and those are all the ancestors there are, the people that are that preceded you and your own bio, biological family. But actually, there are the territorial ancestors, people that weren't necessarily your own biology, but people who came from your culture, mm-hmm. people who came from your territories. And those people I call your landcesters. And, um, but then, of course, um, as we spoke in your other podcast, there are the um, people who, since ancestor means those who have gone before, there are those who have gone before you in the organizations to which you belong, like if you're an architect and you belong to an architectural organization or a financial organization or the Freemasons or the Rosicrucians. And then there's the ancestors of purpose, if you're a writer or an artist or a sculptor um, or a financier, 
um, those who have gone before you in those purposes, um, uh, our spiritual purposes. If you belong to certain churches or if you are a medium, um, those who have gone before you in those purposes, those are your ancestors of purpose. So um, lots of different kinds of ancestors, but the ancestors of culture um, and territory are definitely um, important ancestors, and people are looking into that all the time these days. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very important, and I think there's a lot of depth in terms of the healing that can come when you look at your not only your relationships with your family, but, you know, your family's relationship with their predecessors as well, their ancestors, and you can see things like addictions and certain patterns uh, that are just handed down from generation to generation. So this is a very powerful intention to create ancestral healing. Right. Um, So some people think that ancestral healing might be the same as karmic healing because you might have karma with these these even long ago ancestors that bring their energy to the table. Um, Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, yes, Um, and there is an overlap between karmic healing and ancestral healing because um, we do have karmic healing. Um, When we have a karmic um, lesson um, and we have karmic healing to do, for instance, if um, uh, I have a client who has karmic healing um, with her father, and uh, her father was very dismissive and judgmental and critical. And, um, and, and it, she owned a lot of that in her self-worth. She determined her, her diminished value because of that. And, um, and so she has a lot of karmic healing with her um, father to do. Um, and, and so, but there is ancestral healing to do with that too. And when I have done readings for her, um, uh, it's, it's, and this happens all the time, um, mm-hmm. where the, um, her father shows up in spirit, but then his father shows up in spirit, and then his father shows up in spirit. And so her grandpa, and her great-grandpa, and they both step forward and they both say, I'm so sorry, because he, his, her grandpa says, I taught him to be that way. I mean, he didn't have any model. He learned how to be dismissive because I was dismissive. Mm-hmm. And then great-grandpa said, grandpa learned how to be dismissive because I was dismissive. Yep. And so they're both taking responsibility and they all of them all of them all three generations when we die we move into our higher selves and as our and that mean-spirited horrible judgmental uh, difficult um, and 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 mean-spirited personality doesn't go into spirit we go into our divine selves and we see how horrible we had been And all of them want to take responsibility, and all of them want to be supportive in the healing. And that's why they all come and want to bring their apologies to her. 
And, um, and she has a great opportunity in this to be able to work with her dad and with her grandpa and with her great-grandpa. Mm-hmm. And also with mom, um, who is still living, um, and that's very actually more difficult. Um, when you're working with somebody who's still living, they don't want to talk about things lots of times. Right. So as a consequence, it's actually, in many cases, easier to work with the spirit world than to work with the living, unless the living is very open in um, processing the healing Mm -hmm. and the practicing on the healing, too. Um, Because, of course, the moms, they weren't hurtful, and actually in each and every case, but they did not intervene. Right, you know, and so they the the moms in spirit, um, grandma and great grandma, you know, felt like I should have protected you more. I should have gotten between you and them, and you know. But to be honest with you, the moms, um, grandma and great grandma, were also um, victims of the meanness. Yes, you know, and because passive learned taught how to be passive. Yes, we're taught how to be passive. Mm-hmm. We're actually kind of taught this is what a man did you get next to it get yeah. used to it you yeah. know this is how men behaved and you know in this family or in and oftentimes then this is the difference also too um in ancestral healing there's personal ancestral healing and global ancestral healing and so um in in a more global or universal ancestral healing um you know there's you know men act this way Mm-hmm. You know, and and as a consequence, um, uh, uh, there can be whole generations and yeah. whole societies where men could behave in such and such a manner, or women could behave in such and such a manner, or you know that type of thing. And and so um, and 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 so we have it here that in her personal history. It was like that, but in a in a global history, men also did that, you know. And it's true. Oh my God, it's true. It's, um, uh, you know, in uh, you know, in England um, and in English-speaking countries, you know, men could, you know, have their wives committed just because they said so, mm-hmm. just because they said so. Oh, yep. she's behaving. She's crazy, so you yeah. she, she you can commit her, you know, and so and they may want may have wanted to say so, so they could have another wife. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Although I think that they couldn't get married until the wife died, right? Unless they got a divorce, which some many of them didn't get a divorce; they just lived with mistresses, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. T. S. Eliot did. You know? So anyway, but. Your your example is so good because I see that myself in in my readings where the grandmother or great grandmother or grandfather just linear generations right. down the line come in and say, oh, it's partly my fault, and then and and they each admit to teaching the the pattern, right. and um, what I find very interesting is oftentimes they will then also say, I'm going. I'm working from the other side to try to help 
heal the pattern, give you more confidence, help right. you speak up in your own behalf, give you courage, strength, whatever. And so the very thing that they did not know how to do in life, they're trying to bring that energy to us from the spirit world. Right, right. And that's exactly right. But it's, it's, um, it's up to the individual to start to become comfortable with um, uh, working with that spirit because um, uh, sometimes the person in the living, you know, has such so many wounds from that spirit, they don't want to talk to them. So they have to start to meet the illuminated divine spirit and start to get to have a new relationship. Yeah, a new perception. A new perception, a new relationship, a new embrace, a new loving manner with that person. And then maybe even meet grandpa and great grandpa so that she can see, um, hey, wow, um, they can show her images of, uh, grandpa can show her, her images of her dad as a little boy being beaten up and hurt and wounded. And she can see her her dad as a, a wounded little child and she can embrace him for the wounds that he had and and didn't know how to learn from and 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 recover from. Yeah. And 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 that would ha- that will help her with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. But she has to get to that point of saying, okay, I can see him. I can. I'll. I'll work with him. I'll meet him. I'll start to connect with him from the spirit side, and and meet him in his well lit and illuminated, and radiant and joyful self. Yeah. And and hear his, hear him saying, "I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. Yes. Some people who have been very mistreated, even abused, might have a very difficult time trying to work with the person in spirit that did the mistreating. Is it always necessary to work with that person? It's not always necessary to work with that person, but it, it, believe it or not, it will be necessary to forgive that person. If that person can't forgive that person, Forgiveness is one of the very, very essential keys to moving through karmic and uh, and ancestral healing. Mm-hmm. Um, because if she can't forgive, the karma's not done. Right. And she'll do, do it again the next life. I, and I find that when I'm working with people, sometimes it's easier to forgive if you can get the frustration and the anger out. And I often encourage people to do venting letters, even right. if the person is in spirit, right. even if the person is great grandma, even as if the person is the culture, like, you right. know, dear culture, why do you marginalize women so much? <laughs> you know, right. What the hell? I'm not, t- and then you, and then you respond, you close it with a, a releasing and empowering statement, but I'm letting go of that pattern and I'm reclaiming my power in my life. And I think that can help lend the, um, the, the, the ability to forgive, to move on once you get it out. Right. I, I agree. I also encourage people to um, uh, kickbox 
or to do some boxing. That's great. And put that person's face, like if you can do some boxing and you could put that, see that person's face, even if the person is in spirit and divine and saying, I'm sorry, you can remember the person, the human person's face and punch the heck out of the person's face. <laughs> really, until... It's true. And, and it'll bring up tears mm-hmm. and let yourself punch until you, the tears come up and then you sit down and cry and then you do it again a few days later and you punch and Louise Hayes suggested this. she did many she did variations it with a pillow. of that yes. yes and her bed and mm-hmm. yes and 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 you and you punch until the tears come up and then you get you actually do get to a point where you're punching and there's no more tears anymore mm-hmm. and it's gone yeah and and then you, then the forgiveness is there. Yeah, and you can. It's talk true for to, the writing too. There's no emotional yeah. content after a while. Right. So yeah. um, it's so liberating. Yeah. So and that's just the beginning steps, and and um, we want to look at the various parts of the process and what are the most important uh, steps to go through ancestral healing because so many people are working on this now. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy, you go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay, so let's talk about some of the important steps to ancestral healing. It's important to realize that you don't have to get overwhelmed by this. You can take it little by little and weave the uh, ideas and the intentions into your life, the practices into your um, activities, and create the intention of healing and moving forward so you can define and design your own destiny that's separate from that ancestral misinformation. So what are the basic steps, Sharon? Well, um, it's very important to learn to recognize and work with your patterns. And, and that is a very significant activity. Um, and in my book, Answers from the Ancestral Realms, there are a couple of chapters that are in-depth um, approaches on working um, with these patterns um, that are very in-depth. And, and I would recommend for anybody working on ancestral healing to give those um, uh, a look at, a look-see and, um, and some practicing. Um, but there are things that you can do on a daily basis to actually help you with um, um, your um, bringing your ancestral healing and your um, emotional healing, your karmic healing to light every single day. And, um, and, and because we can do in-depth healing 
um, for ourselves um, and, uh, and work on that with a great deal of intention, but we have to bring it to our conscious waking life. And so here are the things that really are the important things that we have to do daily. And, and the first thing that um, I really think is important is, is journaling. Um, that will support the very thing that you said, Sandy, Sandra, is, um, is, the, um, is like writing the letters, keeping aware of your emotions and being aware of what motivates you as you go through your day. Even if you do a little bit of, of journaling at night, as you think about what you did during the day and, and um, what happened through your day that, um, you know, what were your emotional ups and downs? Did you have any kind of um, teeter-totter effects where anybody kind of, of, of uh, triggered any kind of emotional effects for you, you know? And then, of course, and this might be one of the most important, if not the most important thing, is to meditate daily. Absolutely most important thing to do. Um, you know, Shogyam Trungpa uh, said that the birth of karma occurs through the constant reliving of the past. You know, and there are so many of us that when we have a bad event in the past, we go through it over and over and over again. And when we relive it over and over and over again in our mind, it's like digging a karmic trench mm -hmm. deeper and deeper yep. and deeper and deeper. And we create so much deeper karma about that. And so, and, and, and Trungpa says we have to get out of that karma and we, in order to do that, we have to get out of that personal history. And in order to do that, we have to meditate. We have to lift ourselves out of that personal perspective. We have to be out of that mindset. That one event does not have to define us. What should define us is our divine reality. And how do we get to that divine reality? Meditation. So meditation allows you to go into your reality of your divine truth, your experience of your divine truth. So meditate daily may be one of the most important things, and it takes you out of reliving that event, and it allows you to live in the event of your divine truth. So give yourself that opportunity. Uh, meditate every day if you can. Um, and then there's another one. Um, employ self-observation. Let yourself go through your day and be aware of your thoughts. Be aware of your motivation. Be aware of what you're doing. Now, self-observation isn't self-absorption. <laughs> thinking <laughs> about yourself isn't the same as thinking about what you're doing and thinking about what you're motivating, what's motivating you, okay? So don't just be, I'm not saying think all, always think about yourself. That's, that's not the same thing. What I'm saying is self-observation is just have a little, have the ability to look inside and know um, where you're going and what, what's determining your direction. 
and making sure that what's determining your direction is your higher self, your higher truth. You know, um, there's a little section in my book um, that I called, Who's on First? And, and what I'd like that, what, what I reckon that to be is make sure your divine self, you put your divine self on first. You know, let your divine self be the first person that makes your decision. Let your divine self be the first person that makes your motivation. Absolutely. Let your divine self be the first person that does the dishes. Right. Even doing the Even dishes. Even doing the dishes. Let your divine self be that first. You're, be on first. You're okay? much less likely to be reactionary when you're going from that point of view. Right. So so employ self-observation to know who's on first, right? Okay. And then the next step in your daily um, uh, work on your ancestral healing is be aware of your patterns and respond immediately. If you find yourself falling into any old patterns of action or thought, and the thought thing is a big one, like we said, I mean, you could relive an, an old thought, an old experience over and over and over again. Catch yourself when you find yourself in that pattern. Catch yourself and respond immediately, okay? And when and how do you respond immediately? You you do the next thing. You create new patterns. You create new patterns of action, and you create new patterns of thought. And and you create these new patterns as sacred patterns. If you're creating a new pattern of thought, say, okay, I'm not going to create. I'm not going to live that old pattern where. I remember so-and-so being mean to me. I'm not going to create that old pattern over and over again. I'm going to create a new pattern of thought where I'm holding a glorious moment of joy and love in my heart. And I'm going to fill that joy with the sacred moment of the truth of love. I'm just going to hold color and light and God in my life in my heart right now. And this is a sacred moment. And then fill yourself with that sacred moment. That's a wonderful intention, a beautiful and intention. However it is that you want to make that moment, create a sacred moment. And you could even create a sacred action. You could create a sacred action by going to a sacred place or a beautiful place um, or, or doing um, a, a, a yoga position that puts you in a, in a very mindful, easy, restful, uh, meditative pose. Any kind of sacred action, thought, create a new pattern of thought, or mind, or action, or heart to replace an old negative one. So create a new pattern, okay? And then the next action is to live consciously and let go of control. You don't need to control other people. Guess what? You can't control other people. You can't control other things. You can't control the weather. You can't control anything. Okay, control doesn't exist. Let it go. 
Live consciously, live aware of whether or not you feel you need control and when you feel you need to surrender it. I have a very favorite quote. Um, it's by Rumi and I hope I don't screw it up. It's, um, the bowls float upon the water. The, bowl, the direction the bowls take is not determined by the bowls. It's determined by the water. So be like the bowls on the water. Let yourself surrender. Just go like the bowls on the water. Okay, the next one. Employ your healing declarations every day. There are lots of healing declarations you can make. And in the book, Ancestral Realms, Answers from the Ancestral Realms, in the Ancestral Healing Chapters, there's lots of healing declarations. And you can make your own. So, But use your healing affirmations and healing declarations every single day. That helps you with the new patterns as well. Okay? And then just a few more. Use imaging and mini visualizations throughout your day. Literally, it takes only just a moment, just like, just like an affirmation. There's a mini visualization you could do with an affirmation. Again, these are in, in the book, but you can create any that you want. You can see yourself. As a matter of fact, close your eyes right now, just for a second. And say to yourself the declaration, I hold myself in perfect joy and healing. And just take a deep breath and fill yourself with golden light, shining like the sun so that beams flow out from your whole body like the rays of the sun. And now open your eyes. That's a mini visualization and a declaration. And you can do that in just a moment any time throughout the day. And you can do that with any color and any thought. So let yourself do that many times throughout the day and create your own, okay? And then the next one is embrace self-compassion. Love yourself. Be compassionate to yourself. If you've created any kind of habit where you're mean to yourself, catch it and change it to self-compassion. If you sleep late, don't get mad at yourself. If you forget to do something, or if you're on a diet and you, you know, screw up once, then say, oh, I screwed up, and then change that pattern, and next time don't screw up. Be compassionate to yourself. And then the last one is, hold forgiveness in your heart as a constant to you, and to everybody, and to even those to whom it is hard to forgive. Even those to whom you cannot forgive yet. Even if you can't forgive them now, say, I'll think about that tomorrow. But hold forgiveness in your heart. Just say, I hold forgiveness in my heart right now and that's how you go through your day with ancestral healing in your consciousness yeah it's a it's an uh, it's an an 
all day, every day. It doesn't have to be a project. It can be a way of life to heal yourself. You may not have been able to control how your ancestors treated you or the misinformation they may have given you, but there is one thing you can control, a couple things you can control, and that is your own thoughts, your own actions, your own choices. And when you allow yourself to um, really let go of the old attachments to the habits and things that um, you willingly and unwittingly embrace because it was so much encoded into your life, then you can move forward into this forgiveness and this complete freedom of being free to see yourself as an individual and define yourself according to the the ways that you perceive are important and the things that you want to prioritize. Such a valuable, valuable lesson. Thank you, Sharon. Yes. Oh, thank you. So powerful. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. And I do want to recommend there's lots more about ancestral healing in Sharon's book, Answers from the Ancestral Realms. And tell them how to get a hold of that. Oh, yes. Um, it's very easy. Um, all you have to do is go to the website ancestralrealmsbook.com. Um, and uh, we're having a great big book launch uh, giveaway with $800 worth of workshops and a whole library worth of download meditations and classes and uh, past life um, regressions and lectures and um, reincarnation workshops and psychic development workshops. It's just you're just going to get tons of uh, download uh, library uh, meditations and and indeed healing with your loved ones in spirit is one of the meditations. So um, go to ancestralrealmsbook.com, A-N-C-E-S-T-R-A-L-R-E-A-L-M-S-B-O-O-K.com, ancestral realmsbook.com and all you have to do is um, you'll get all the um, information it'll tell you what to do you could go to amazon.com buy the book go back to that landing page that website put in your receipt and that'll then you'll get all the free um, uh, gifts all yeah. the bonus gifts don't don't miss the opportunity number one to get this book and also it would make a great gift it's a really powerful book and uh, to the opportunity to get those free prizes and um, and bonus gifts. And speaking of which, um, the bonus gifts on my most recent Oracle deck, Energy and Spirit Oracle, are still available at energyandspiritoracle.com. And the and is spelled out, energyandspiritoracle.com. Check it out. And I also want to announce that we're going into our holiday uh, reading discount, and we're looking down the road here a little bit at uh, the Cyber Monday 40% off sale on all of our products. Let me give you some information on that. The 10% off is on readings with Sharon and myself, and um, you can either email us with a, a topic in um, the subject line saying, I'd like to schedule a reading and get 10% off, um, or you can call 440 871 
440-871-5448. That's 440-871-5448. Again, or email at starbringerassociates.com. Um, and the Cyber Monday sale is 40% off of products only, not readings, products. And uh, you can go to the product page at starbringerassociates.com. And if you can, you can order everything, and if you put in the code HOLIDAY23, I'm sorry, HOLIDAY22, I'm putting myself into next year already. Holiday 22, uh, you'll be able to uh, get 40% off of all products. So check that out. And um, we are wishing you, we're coming up to Thanksgiving here, and we are very thankful for you in our lives. And we, we are wishing you so much joys and blessings to be thankful for as well. Endless um, appreciation and endless experiences that draw the gratitude out in you and bring you blessings and joy. Thank you for joining us. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.